Hello again. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to episode three. The of Menage a Trois. Oh, yeah. Of Real Nerd Hours. Real Nerd Hours. This is your boy, Denzel. And Chet. And we're back at it again with the old crispy memes. Oh, back at it again with the crispy memes. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> Daniel. Damn, Denzel. Damn, Chad. <laughs> you know what was fucked up? What? Daniel was the one that got all the free shit from that from those videos. Oh yeah, he got a bunch of vans. Yeah, he got a lifetime supply of vans. His the friend who recorded it, the talent. The yeah, talent. The, the un the, the unsung hero. <laughs> he got like a surfboard or something. I mean, which is cool, but I mean you got free shoes for life? Just for wearing shoes. <laughs> he didn't do shit. That's true. That's true. His friend, man, his friend must be salty as fuck. Oh my god. I'd be pissed. You see the Keen Peel skit high on pot news? No. Long story short, uh Peel steals a uh No, Key Keegan steals a joke from Jordan and goes like super viral with it. And Jordan just has to sit there and be like, Oh, okay. Um Well fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good for him. Yeah, yeah. Good good for you, Keegan. Good for you, Keegan. And good for you, Daniel. That's a shitty name, Keegan. Well, anyway, uh, this week we're introducing a new segment, and we're inching closer and closer to having a format. We're getting there. We're getting there, and that's what matters. Yeah, progress. So the segment is called, That's That Shit I Don't Like. That's That Shit I Don't Like. So the shit that I don't like this week is uh so as as many of the listeners are aware i work in it yeah and as i explained last week i drive people towards the ticketing system it's a, it's a good system yeah placing a ticket helps me it helps the next person that comes in after me it's just a good tool to use just write your shit down exactly and one of the things that pisses me off and as I explained last week, is you get the dead eyes, right? Yeah. But sometimes you get the fucking person who doesn't want to put in a ticket. As if them walking up to me <sighs> is going to save them fucking time. It's <sighs> like, dog, look, look. In the amount of time that it took you to walk across the building, you could have typed a fucking email and sent it to me. That's <sighs> it. That's it. That's all you need to do. And when you come over here and you start bugging me while I'm trying to do some other shit and you pull me off of whatever the fuck I'm working on, you're fucking up my work. You're fucking up the person who decided to put in a ticket. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's... And it's like, yo, just do me a favor. Just do me a favor. Put in a ticket. Just put in, put, a, put in a ticket. Just put a I'm here to ticket. help you, dog. But you can't kick down the door to your doctor's office and say, I demand you see me now. Shit, even when you go to the emergency room, they make you wait like four or five hours. Uh, you say you've been stabbed in the stomach? Oh, yeah, I see you bleeding, but are you sure? Put some ice on it. You'll be fine. Just on, stop put some fucking ice on it. Fucking millennials. It's, Jesus, these fucking entitled millennials always expecting help right away. Ugh, instant gratification generation. It's all I, all, I'm here to help. But if you, if it's a two-way street, dog, if you can't help me help you, then I'm not going to help you. Come on, man. Just put in the fucking ticket, man. Just put it in. It's, you know, I would be the one guilty of that in my office. I'm the guy that, like, 
granted, we don't do a lot of paper trail kind of stuff because we're small enough that it doesn't really matter. But uh, it always matters, Chet. Oh, I'm sure it always matters, but fuck them. Boo. <laughs> See, you're part of the problem. I am absolutely part of the problem. But we don't have like an actual ticketing system. It would be the difference between me calling someone and me emailing someone. Where an email is better because, you know, there's a paper trail and you have it in black and white. But calling someone's faster, so I'm going to do that. I mean, that. but is it really, though? Is it really? Is it, maybe i mean I don't, is it, no it's not right. i can tell you up front <laughs> no it's not it's going to take you about the same amount of time to explain over the phone as it would have if you were to just type it out let's say you type 78 words per minute right that's a, that's about average yeah right? no so, that's definitely above average but that's it? about what, where i'm at so let's say you type 78 words per minute in one minute you could have typed out the entire issue yeah that's the, pretty true and you calling me, it's going to ring. It's going to ring. It's a, And then you obviously have to do the fucking greeting. Hey, uh, or I say, this is IT. And they say, oh, hey, Denzel, I'm having this problem, so on and so forth. And then I probe you with a bunch of questions like, well, did you turn it on and off again? Did you see an error? Can you send me the error? Is there anything going on with the computer that, you know, maybe you spilled coffee on it or something? And... Of course, that call will take about five minutes. But if you send me the email concisely framing the issue saying, oh, I didn't get an error either. So that nails one question in the bud. Two, yes, I restarted my computer. Two questions. And (laughs) it's just like, yo, you're saving everybody time. You're saving everybody time. All right, fair enough. And then assholes want to walk up to the door and pretend like I'm out here not doing shit all the time. You know what the fuck I did today, Chet? What'd you do today? I fucking deleted 17 email addresses. But before I could delete them, I had to go in and manually archive every single email in every single one of those addresses. Took about Mm. three hours. Not because I'm slow, but because the system is antiquated as fuck. Yeah, that's just the cost of doing business sometimes. Yeah. I actually had a pretty similar day. I got, I got, we got time. So I'm going to tell the whole story. We got an Oculus Rift in the office because we want to start doing, well, we've been doing, but we want to really start doing um, 360 videos and like virtual reality stuff. So we have two PCs in the whole office. Everyone else is on a Mac. And the two strongest machines, mine's the second strongest. And my old coworker who actually just got laid off, started to see him go, he had the strongest machine. But his C drive was a dynamic drive. Oculus doesn't like dynamic drives. You cannot install to a dynamic drive. Why would you have a dynamic drive? I have no idea. That's so stupid. So I had to format this drive so that it'd be a basic drive. Simple enough. Easy. Okay, so I uh, I go to to the boot menu so I can so I can go into Windows, reformat the drive. And that's not gonna work because it's still gonna have the other partitions that are making it a dynamic so i'm like okay okay this is simple enough let me take this into my other computer and i'll i'll do a full-on command problem just clean the drive oops clean the drive so that that works that's done so now i go to reinstall the os but i'm running windows 10 the other machine was formerly running windows 10 but we had a windows 7 disc because it got upgraded through the free update 
Now, I don't know if this is a Windows 10, Windows 7 issue, but I could not, for the life of me, install Windows 7 onto this goddamn drive using Windows 10. Basically, the conclusion I reached was that Windows 10 does not have the proper drivers to be read by Windows 7. So Windows 7 is looking for something that doesn't exist anymore, and it's saying, oh, this ain't here, we can't continue. And that's it, and then it just stops the process. So I tried like 15 different things, and of course, every every attempt of this takes like half an hour. So by like 4 p.m., then I'm finally like, yo, can we just buy a new copy of Windows 10 and be done with this? And we did, and now it's almost working. Still didn't, uh, still haven't gotten Oculus on there. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, for the most part, it's a mistake to put Windows 10 on any crucial machine right now mm-hmm. because it's still not ready for actual release. It's not as stable as Windows 7 was when it came right. out. But that said, Windows 7 wasn't the most stable in the world when it first came out. That's yeah, usually how Windows rolls. Yeah, but I mean, Windows 10 was in a way darker place when it first dropped. It's still having a shitload of issues. Like if you're if you're running Chrome and you've got two monitors and you're playing YouTube, it'll start artifacting on one monitor, really? but the other one won't won't artifact at all. Then it'll just go in and out of artifacting. It's fucking crazy. That's weird. Yeah, it's an odd problem to have, but you know, you do what you want when you're popping, hey. and that's what Microsoft was doing. Yeah, they released Windows 10, said fuck it, we're gonna make it so you have to upgrade to this, or if you decide not to. We're just going to annoy you for the next eight months. Yeah, that was oh, that was annoying. We, I basically waited until the last minute possible to upgrade. Now, what's interesting, I had a um, an old laptop that had Windows 7 and never got the update pop-ups. I think it was just too old. Like, they're like, nah, you're not going to, you're not <laughs> getting anywhere possible, with this. Yeah, Microsoft fucked up the game real bad with Windows 10 because it's, it's basically the anti-privacy OS. Yeah. It's I had to shut disgusting. a lot of shit off. And even when you do, some of that shit turns itself back on. And they're collecting information in the background anyway. Like how long certain apps are open, what you're using, how often you're using it. Like shit like that. It's fucking crazy. <sighs> but, you know, when you decide to buy an OS, for whatever reason, you paying the actual purchase price isn't enough yeah it's fucking stupid gotta collect that data yeah very sell the ads sell the ads i i turned off siri or uh cortana, cortana. i've turned off all that shit but there's yeah. still if you run a packet sniffer on your computer you can see yeah you'll see what they're sending mm. it's fucking insane now what's interesting is that um there are other programs that can block those some of those ports and some of those like, hey, you know what? I don't want Adobe seeing what I'm doing right now. This software isn't pirated. What are you talking about? <laughs> and so you can use that to your advantage on um, on piracy. Yeah. Uh, the And also I'm, privacy on top of piracy. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the conclusion of that's that shit I don't like. Yeah, we kind of took a... Took a left turn there. Once yeah. we started talking about my shit, but uh, yeah, you know, you do what you want when you're popping. It's and always stay popping. Always do Fucking what you want. Cowards. 
All right. Anyway, we're going on to voicemails. Our first voicemail comes from somebody named Dean. Hey, this is Dean Two O. The O is a letter because I'm an asshole. Anyway, I got a question. I got two questions for you guys. Do you guys ever get drunk and uh, watch Salty Bed at all on Twitch? Yes. And two, uh, what do you guys think of the game Fury? Because I feel that game really gets under talked about a lot. And I love the hell of it. It's kind of, I would say it's my indie game of the year. Uh, and, or any other video games, because I don't hear enough about video games on this podcast. Have fun. Yeah, sure, we play a lot of video Well, I play a lot of video games. You play Rocket League. Yeah, I play a lot of Rocket League. I do have a question about Fury, though. Is it like an indie game adaptation of that Brad Pitt, Shia LaBeouf movie? Well, uh, let, me, uh, let me just... Real quick, uh, you say it gets uh, under talked about. That trend will be continue because I have no idea what that game is. Yeah, well, I I'm fairly certain I know what he's talking about. It's uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like uh, if you played the game Bouncer on PS2 by Square oh, yeah. Enix. It's like a one-on-one fighting game, kind of. But it's you've got a boss that you fight in like an arena. Okay, and it's you- oh wait a minute. I saw this at AGDQ. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That exactly, game looks cool exactly. as fuck, actually. <laughs> uh, apparently, the music is really good. I've never been good at those types of games. Uh-huh. Uh, because they're, at a certain point, it's like kind of a rhythmic, bullet hellish type of thing. Yeah, you got to memorize patterns and you got to do things properly. It, it In ways, it looks... Uh, um, it reminds me of like Naruto Ninja Storm. Which, I mean, that's just kind of the view of it. And uh, a little bit of God Hand. Because um, God Hand, it looks like deceptively simple. It looks like just, you know, run around, beat people up, and, you know, mash buttons, you're fine. Nah, dog, you will get your ass kicked. This game's hard as shit. It's fun as hell, though. Like, it's great game. But, uh, yeah, Fury looks really cool. I haven't played it myself. But uh, upon seeing it at AGDQ, um, I'm pretty interested. AGDQ, Awesome Games Done Quick, is a bi-yearly or semi... Semi-annually? Semi-annually. Is it is it bi-annual or semi-annual? I think bi-annual is every other year. Every other year? Yeah. Because semi-annual oh, because... would be half, every half year. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So the semi-annual speedrunning event that benefits Prevent Cancer Foundation, I can say it this hey. way, and Médicins Sans Frontières. Uh, <laughs> Doctors Without Borders. Yes. Uh, it is, they raised $2.2 million for AGDQ. Insane. Yes. Yes, it is. It's fucking insane. Hey, good for them, man. Yeah, very, very, extremely. Wow. Yeah. Impressive numbers. But essentially, somebody, somebody speed ran that game. Yes. And it was, and, it was very impressive. Looked very cool. Um, I might have to check out that game and get back to you on that one. What was the last game you beat? The last game I beat fuck if i know um what was the last one you played last one i played was actually a legend legend of zelda a link to the past um i was just i just fired it up on, was that on ds no that's on snes uh, what was the what was the one that came out on ds called uh there was the minish cap or was that gba no minish cap was gba um uh spirit tracks a link between worlds oh a link between worlds was yeah. uh 3ds yeah 3DS, which was my bad um, which was actually meant to be like a spiritual successor 
to a link to the past mm -hmm. so i really wanted to play it and never got around to it but uh i have it okay. <laughs> i just haven't gotten around to playing it all right all right well anyway uh last one you played was a link to the past yes last one you beat was again fuck if i know i haven't <laughs> i haven't i don't really play a lot of like single player games or things that you like you need to go through and beat. Oh, actually, no, that's not true. I just beat uh, Phoenix Wright, um, Spirit of Justice. Was that the last one that came out? Yeah, that was the most recent one that came out, which was uh, was pretty good. Um, reminded me a lot of the third one in a lot of ways, especially the last case. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to get into it at all because if you don't know the games, this will mean nothing to you. And if you have played the games and haven't played this one, I'm just going to spoil everything. So we're just going to leave it at it's good. Play it. <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, let's see. The last one that I played was This is the Police, which is essentially a resource manager, but you're a cop. <laughs> okay. And I think it's okay. It's not a great game because it's very repetitive, and it doesn't really give you too many options outside of what's available. Or, of course, it doesn't give you outside of what's oh, available. Of course, yeah. But... You don't have many options available. Yeah, exactly. Now, by resource manager, do you mean like an incremental kind of game, or do you mean more like um, I don't know, like a SimCity type thing? I would I would say it's more incremental. Okay. Um, it's so when you're playing it, it's like um, you're a police chief, and different nine one one calls pop up. So let's say you have 10 cops mm -hmm. so you get a 911 call requir requiring three cops okay so you send those out then you get one that requires five cops you send that out and then you send SWAT and then you get another one that requires six cops interesting and then SWAT and a paddy wagon oh man so you don't have that many cops available so you just either A risk getting those officers killed or B you just let it slide and hope that it's a false alarm Okay. But it's it the game's difficulty isn't it's not it's not a hard game, but it just puts you in really shitty positions I, yeah. where you have to like, well, I mean, hopefully this person calling in about this rape is is a false alarm Good. <laughs> because all my cops are handling a riot right now. So <sighs> Well, I guess it makes you a little bit more blue lives matter after playing it's like well we can't i mean that's the but in real life you can hire more cops in that game <laughs> yeah, yeah they, even they have something called the labor market where only x amount of cops are available to be hired at a time mm. so you you can hire cops if you if you want you can hire you have the x amount that you can fill like sure you have to go to the mayor and say hey we need more slots filled in our department mm -hmm. and he can say yes or no. Gotcha. And it's, that is solely dependent on whether or not you failed the last favor that he asked for. <laughs> so like the city, the city will ask you for things like, Oh, we need minimum of five cops right now because the mayor is trying to get across town. Mm. Or you can just say, oh, well, take your chances, fuck boy. <laughs> this is your city. Enjoy. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, and if you say no to that, then he's not going to fulfill any favors you ask. Right. Yeah. So the favors scratch my that back, you I can... scratch yours. Exactly. Easy. And it's it's there. It's situations like that. Sure. It's not. It's not 
bad. Like I really like the story because I like the pulpy uh, police chiefy thing mm. that's going on there. But it's not. It's not great. I mean, it sounds like a very simple game. It's incredibly simple. Yeah. I like the art a lot. That's cool. But uh, I wouldn't recommend buying it. I mean, I'd probably buy it for about five bucks. Okay. But it's it takes a lot of time. It goes, you have to last 180 days. Dang. And it goes from day, I want to say, 1 to 30, and then 60 to 90, and then... I haven't gotten past 90 days. Okay. So I assume it's 150 to 80. Yeah, it would make sense. But if you have to play every single one of those days, that sucks. Yeah. That's any... Well, even even if you have to play from 90 to 180, that would just be an awful experience. The game is not that good. <laughs> I gotcha. It takes forever. Well, anyway, uh, the last game I beat was Watch Dogs 2. Oh, okay. I heard that game was much better than the first. I haven't played the or I haven't played much of the first one, okay. but I fucking I dislike it a lot. Okay, because the the second one, what they did really well with it was they lightened the mood a lot. So you have more fun loving characters who are just kind of more cheeky and more meme centric, gotcha. which is obnoxious a lot of the time. But <laughs> it's not dark and dreary like the first one. I've only played a few minutes of the first one, but yeah, I, I haven't actually played either of them. But from what I saw, like the concept of the first one was really cool, you know, being able to, you know, hack into effectively anything. But yeah, everyone said it just it was just boring, like you couldn't do enough and that it just wasn't enticing. It didn't really like suck you in as a game. It wasn't very immersive. I can tell you that much from what I've played. All right. I mean, granted, it. I started with the sequel rather than the original. Okay. But the I like I like the second one. I like it. I wouldn't say go out and buy it now, but yeah. I would definitely say uh like check it out. It's worth checking out. Sure. Like if it goes on sale sale for maybe like ten, fifteen bucks. Okay, yeah, definitely. I mean yeah. there's I mean, very few games that I wouldn't even consider for ten dollars. All right. Well let me say <laughs> if it goes on sale for twenty. There you go. And maybe consider it for 25 okay i I like it it's it's an enjoyable game definitely there are things that i would change in it but sure i mean of course it's perfect exactly exactly uh so on the uh salty bet thing uh (laughs) on the salty bet part uh for the uninitiated salty bet is a uh, twitch stream well it's actually also a website where you get virtual currency and you can bet on Mugen games. So Mugen is a user-generated content fighting game. And uh, they have wacky-ass characters such as... Uh, Omega Tom Hanks. Omega Tom Hanks. Uh, Harambe is a popular character these days. Mike Shinoda. <laughs> uh, Ronald v- McDonald. Vegeta. Goku. Rarakuma. <laughs> Rarakuma is the shit. Rarakuma is the is the truth. It's AI playing the game, so it, it's just totally on random, and it's it could be completely mismatched. Most of the characters that um that get picked are all like way overpowered, so it's still entertaining. Because if you had Omega Tom Hanks versus like K Dash from King of Fighters. 
Kadesh is never even going to touch him. Like, Omega Tom Hanks is too strong. But if you put him against, you know, Super Saiyan 3 Vegeta, then you have a fight. But, um, yeah, Salty Bay is pretty amazing because, you know, you just bet on whoever and it's just, you get hype because you're, you want one of them to win. So you're more involved. Do I get drunk and watch that? Not anymore. I did a little bit when it was new, which was some time ago, uh, which was really fun. But uh, no, not recently. My answer is the same. No, I, haven't, I haven't thought about Salty Bet in almost two years. I yeah. it's It's been a long time. It has definitely fallen Back into Back when obscurity. it was popping, we used to put it on at conventions. Yeah. And just, just watch. Just throw it on in the background. It's amazing. <laughs> Bet real life money on that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I got a dollar on my man Majin Buu. All right. uh, Next voicemail. Well, hi there, fellas. This is Willard TK, aspiring country music artist. I I would like to ask you two, colored fellas, what do you think the difference is between the the Marvel movies and the DC movies? I mean, obviously. That Superman versus Batman movie so, fucking sucked all. Well, I mean, obviously, the difference between the two is one sucks and one really sucks. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think I've genuinely enjoyed many of the Marvel movies. I feel like when I watch them, they all have a similar feeling. Yeah, they are similarly shot they are similarly acted the comedy is very similar in all of them yeah and the characters are kind of just flat to me okay okay like i can understand people arguing with the fact that i think that the the characters are flat like oh i'm bucky i or i'm i'm steve rogers i love bucky it makes me so sad that he was killed like okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> like okay. Oh, I'm I'm Iron Man. I'm 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 Tony Stark. Oh no, Rhodey was shot in the chest, even though it was completely my fault. Oh, I <laughs> I I I don't think those movies are super fun. I don't the the ones that I enjoyed the best were or the most were uh, Civil War actually after just shitting on it, <laughs> right? And uh, Ant Man. Ant okay. Man was it was a it was a bit refreshing because they kind of changed up the format. Yeah, Ant Man was definitely different um, in a lot of the respects that you cited. And if Edgar Wright had actually directed it, it would have been perfect because you could see Edgar Wright kind of shine through. Yeah. in some of those scenes. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was like when when Michael Pena was talking yeah, yeah. and it would do the flashbacks in his voice oh my god those okay, were the so good. best that those were the definitely best. edgar right and the other scenes the some of the other scenes where it was just paul rudd's solo it was just kind of it's the same marvel comedy stuff and it's it's just boring to me at this point mm. when i first when i first started watching those movies i thought you know okay iron man was cool yeah um thor was boring captain america was boring (laughs) i can't stand origin stories i'm over it yeah just hop right into the action the movie that did that the best was dread best comic book movie you mean the the remake yeah that one i thought was a fantastic comic book movie because it did not feel like the rest of the comic book movies yeah it wasn't it wasn't like 
origin story. Here's the bad guy. Now it's this big thing. Now it's, oh, existential crisis for our hero. No, that was literally just another day of work for him. Yeah. And that was badass. It was, that's one of the best comic book movies ever made. I was very pleasantly surprised. I didn't really know what to, to think going into it because, I mean, the first Dread sucked. Okay. <laughs> I mean, stop, okay. Stop. Okay. Judge Dread. Judge Dread has its place in history. <laughs> okay. Yes. It sucked as like a film. But it's fun to like look back on. I I watch it. I watch it probably twice a month. It's, <laughs> God, it's, man. it's on Netflix. I am I, the law. It's the acting is terrible. The tour, the story is terrible. But the set design. Oh yeah, and the the production design of that movie is fucking amazing. You could tell that they wanted to make it like an actual like like hit movie that people would take seriously, and then Stallone. Yeah. Yeah. It's it even edges out something like a total recall as far as action movies go. I, I overall I while I agree with you on most of your points regarding the Marvel films, I still like them. When I went to see Doctor Strange, one of the things I really wanted to see was how are they going to make Doctor Strange different than Iron Man? And they couldn't they didn't. Well, I mean the characters are similar. Like they're both, you know, the the cocky geniuses that have sarcastic humor and they end up being likable, but that's because of their snarkiness and you want them to win and things like that. They did a, a decent job of making Doctor Strange more of an asshole. Like he was genuinely unlikable in the beginning. Well, I mean, yeah, in a in a different way. I mean, to me at least, Tony Stark is the corporate asshole right whereas dr strange was i have asperger's and i'm an asshole <laughs> yeah. because of that yeah i'm socially awkward because i'm the shit yeah or it's the the amount of knowledge that you would have to have to become a doctor mm-hmm. and be able to study and to be as good as he was yeah i guess was yeah. and to to become that you have to look at the world in a certain way you have to be you have to operate with some level of sociopathy and in in tony stark's case he or at least in the average business person's case where you're a ceo of a company you're kind of apathetic to the woes of your lower employees right because you're about getting this money whereas with a doctor your job is to save lives Mm. so you can't necessarily operate with the same amount of apathy or lack of empathy that you would have if you were a ceo but you could just totally be a shitter to people that you know because your goal is to save somebody's life. Right. And if that makes sense. Oh, no, yeah. It, well, to me it does. Um, yeah. Well, I was going to talk more on Doctor Strange, but we should we should do the comparison to DC. That was the question I had. Because DC is on some other shit. These, those DC movies suck. The last good DC movie that I can think of is The Dark Knight. Nah, yeah, that was that was actually really dope. Oh, that was Batman really good. Begins was trash. The Dark yeah, Knight Rises yeah, was trash. Yeah, I don't know the one. Dark Knight was fucking cool. Yeah, that one was super good, and I saw it like on the perfect night in the theaters. It was like I, I remember the night that I saw it, and it was yeah, no, like it, that was a hell of a movie. And everything else they've done since then has just been uh... part of the issue with the DC movies is rather than the light-hearted child-targeted movies that 
Marvel's making, DC is just making dark, brooding bullshit. Yeah. And in in some instances that works. I think in the Dark Knight in particular, that mm-hmm. works. Yeah, I mean, Batman can have a dark tone and make it work. Yeah. And the levity comes in when you bring in a character like Robin. Right. But they refuse to bring in Robin because Christopher Nolan thought it was corny and Joel Schumacher fucked it up for everybody. Eh. I was talking on IRC earlier and somebody brought up that Jim Carrey as the Riddler is great casting. It is. But it just with that that set of movies, it just didn't work. And I appreciate those movies. Oh yeah, no, there's I, definitely some things too. Like they're not the greatest. Nipples on the suit don't work. That was weird. And, I agree. And, yeah, um, I thought George Clooney cast being cast as Batman was also a little strange. Like, I don't think it was a bad cast. It's just strange because I mean, at that point, what was he known for? ER. That's about it. He wasn't really like a movie actor yet. Yeah, you're right. And same with Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer is Batman. That was another weird really one. Fucking weird. All of their choices for Batman were weird. Yeah. I don't think, uh, what's his name? Christian, Christian Bale. Christian Bale, yeah. I don't think he's a great choice for Batman either. He no. does like a good smarmy Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But as Batman, I don't think that works. Yeah, it's also a weird one. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Ben Affleck was actually a more sensible cast in a lot of ways. Yeah, he was fucking jacked. He (laughs) did a good, like, mean old man. I think Ben Affleck is, as much shit as he caught in the Mm mid-2000s, I think as an actor, he's fantastic. And as Bruce Wayne, he's even better. He's done a lot of really good movies, but people just want to give him shit because he was in Jiggly. (laughs) You know... Thinking about it now, I think the only good thing that came out of the Batman versus Superman movie was the fight scene in the warehouse. Until it ended. Until it ended, yeah. So Where he was... kills kills those guys with a grenade. Wait, oh. Or would he, what part are you referencing when you say when it ended? Wait, which movie were we referring to? Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, where he shoots up through the floor in the warehouse uh-huh. and then he throws all the shit onto those guys guns and then he oh okay oh, yeah yeah God. yeah that I, that scene in itself that was a great fight scene yeah it took me back to watching something like the raid yeah. where it was super dynamic and there's a lot of things going on but he handles business he fucking he crushes it yeah you can tell how much of the movie i just kind of like blocked out of memory when i <laughs> <laughs> I think Zack Snyder's only good work is in fight scenes. I'm, I'm inclined to agree with that. 300 and then um, that one fight scene. <laughs> there you go. Because what was that movie he did with all those uh, young, young sexy uh, ladies? Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. That movie was terrible. That movie was weird. That, it, was, it was fucking awful. <laughs> and let's see. There was Watchmen, which was overrated as fuck. I, that's I saw it in a bad context. I saw it like in a party. So people were talking over it and stuff like that. It was, so I can't really give an opinion on it. The the thing is, that I think the reason weird. why people thought Watchmen was so great was because A, they had never read the comic. <laughs> and B, they weren't aware that comic book stories could be as deep as what was going on in Watchmen. When they, when they thought of comic books, I'm sure they thought of 
something like Joel Schumacher's Batman. Right. And they said, oh, comic book movies are bad when they hadn't seen something like Constantine. Although it's not faithful to the Constantine comic book, (laughs) I still think Keanu Reeves' Constantine was fantastic. I think that's a great movie. That was a fun movie. And the movie History of Violence, which is another comic book. Another one. It was published by Vertigo. It was about an ex-mob man who retires, but the mob comes after him again. Mm. And he's just like, nah. Sounds like John Wick. Yeah, John John Wick, uh, definitely one of the best action movies to come out in the last ever. Yeah, that, that was a cool-ass movie. It's top 10 for sure. I own it on Blu-ray. That's how good it is. Damn. But don't don't take that to heart because I also own movies like Cobra and the okay, original well. Total Recall on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> I just I have a thing for action movies. Yeah, that's, they're, they're, they're fun. So as a comparison, I would say that Marvel is definitely better than DC. They hit their target. Like, they have a target to hit, and they hit it. Yeah. DC doesn't time. know what they're trying to do. No, not at all. They're trying to be serious. They're trying to, to make lightning strike twice after the Dark Knight, and they just can't do it. It's because part of the reason, I think, is, of course, because of Zack Snyder yeah. and his reliance on CG yeah one one scene in particular that sticks out as like a juxtaposition is when bruce wayne or not bruce wayne but um clark kent is pushing up like the on the refinery and Mm -hmm. is like lifting up that thing that's on on fire yeah and how cg heavy that was yeah whereas something in thor to the dark world Mm -hmm. where they had the kids sitting in front of the truck the scene that was in the trailer yeah the truck is just floating and turning and that CG is definitely heavily used in Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. But in Thor 2, The Dark World, that's all practical. Yeah, Everything looks great. <clears throat> that's something that I can't fault Marvel for. Mm-hmm. Because they, when they go after something and they do it, they do it well. Yeah. Whereas DC, it's kind of just like, uh, like we tried. <laughs> and of course, it's some asshole that thinks it looks great. It's pretty easy to tell. It's getting harder to tell. It's getting better every year. But there, even speaking as someone who works in VFX, it's very easy to tell. And it's so hard to just match real life. You know, you can spend hours and days on just the smallest detail and yeah you'll eventually get it so that it's impossible it's imperceptible but that's a level of detail that you cannot reach even if you had you know a year and a half to put out a movie yeah it's just it's just not worth it for these companies to spend this much time and money trying to perfect every little thing so it's gonna be slightly in the uncanny valley it's uh, until they perfect shaders and lighting it's never gonna happen. I, actually, for me, the the thing that always gets me is the animation. Um, really? Yeah, it's the movement. Um, oh yeah. Especially when gravity is involved, because you see things fall all the time, and when something just jumps a little bit too at weird of a, a strange arc, or like something just floats a little bit too long or falls too fast, it's like nah. Yeah. That's fake as fuck. And same with like facial movements. Yeah. Because you can see it with it looks like they're doing like micro corrections for mocap. Mm-hmm. Something like in um 
if you've ever played L.A. Noir, they yes. do a really good job of like face capture. Yeah. But towards the end of the animations for the mouths. So when somebody smiles or says cheese, you can kind of see in some of them like little micro corrections mm-hmm. for the animations. Mm-hmm. And it's like little things like, oh, maybe they put an easy ease in here. Yep. Or they eased out too slowly or eased in too quickly. Faces don't move like that, but it's getting a lot better and it's right. getting harder to tell. Yeah. But, I mean, you see people's faces every day. You're going to have an eye for it. Yeah, that's true. I don't look at a lot of faces. Just kidding. I do. I use a lot of Tinder. There you go. <laughs> uh, so you say Marvel's considerably better than DC because they have found their market and have been catering to them properly. DC still trying to figure out what they want to do. Um, it looks like um, Justice League has a different tone. Let's see if it, let's see if it just copies Marvel. I can't tell by the trailers. It's still fucking dark and dreary. Well, it, the color grading is still dark and dreary, but um, Batman appears to have taken more of a um, Iron Man role. That's I hate that. I fucking hate that. Yeah, we'll see. Batman. Batman is supposed to have great wry humor. It's supposed to be a dry ass. Humor. Right. It's like a nice dry rub on your fucking steak before you cook it. You he's, can't tell it's there. He's supposed to bring comedy by being perpetually the straight man. Yes, yes, yes. Like, he doesn't crack jokes. People crack jokes around him. And his seriousness is what makes it funnier. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, granted, I've never written Batman. so I know, yeah. Is, well, anyway. Next. Hi there, Phyllis. This is Willard TK again, and uh, and I brought up the, the topic of the Marvel versus the, the DC movies, and uh, and obviously also the that that fucking Suicide Squad movie also sucked major dick. I mean, their helicopter, the Suicide Squad, got fucking shot down by bullets, but but the bad guys were whipping out fucking tentacles of death. But they instead the shot at the the fucking to say he got shot down. By what? By what motherfucker? I don't know what it was. <laughs> Bullets, I guess. <laughs> Who knows? I didn't actually see that movie. It sucks. Don't watch it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a neat concept. It's the worst Will Smith movie I've ever seen. Next to After Earth. After did Earth I was see fucking that one? terrible. No, I did not see that one. That's that's the one he did with uh, with Jaden. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Didn't see it's that. It's a bad movie all around. All right. It did have Jaden Smith, so it couldn't have been that good. Exactly. Uh, let's see. We have. Holy shit! This is like the questions episode, <laughs> right? <laughs> we have a question from the um, subreddit. Oh yeah. Our next question comes from the subreddit, which was from, I don't remember. Someone. But they asked if nerd girls are overrated. And that's an odd question. Yeah, yeah, that is a strange question. Because, I mean, it depends on who you ask. You know, um, I like nerd girls because they're into the same things that I am. So we have, you know, something to relate with. 
and, and you don't have to be you know a nerd of the same caliber or even into the same things like i like magic the gathering um i play that pretty well and my girl she's not into magic at all and she's in she's way more into anime than i am but you know i'll watch some stuff with her but um overall like i don't know if you're talking about like the nerd girl aesthetic yeah i would say that's overrated because what does that even mean is it hoodie and jeans like is it you're unkempt is that the nerd girl aesthetic i don't know but uh whenever you go into porn categories and say you know nerd girl gets railed by her teacher you know (laughs) 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 yeah i mean i guess the clothes doesn't don't do much for me i guess um so the question came from insanity keep oh yeah that's right no i think i got it but it sounds like this is more of a specific problem with one person who doesn't do well in social situations or you know is maybe too much of a nerd because that's definitely a thing if if you're so entrenched in your fandom of whatever it is you're you're into that you can't hold a conversation with someone else then you're a one-dimensional person and you need to find some other hobbies well i think if i'm interpreting this correctly the the concern is if you're let's say uh let's say me for instance like Mm -hmm. i'm a shut-in and so i want to date somebody who's like me Mm -hmm. but she's a shut-in sure so we're both shut-ins like if we're both classified as or we both self-identify as nerds like then wouldn't that be more overrated than having somebody who's more socially competent okay yeah somebody because what the the stereotype of nerd is like it varies right you have the big bang theory nerds (sighs) and then you have real life nerds who are social people but sometimes they're not right you have the neats of course the hiku kamoris (laughs) hiko kamoris the people who never leave their rooms but you also have the people who call themselves nerds who aren't actually nerds yeah yeah i mean there's definitely a spectrum involved you know it it could be the same thing with literally anything you got like football fans you know there's guys who tape every game and you know watch it throughout the week and get hyped for every game and then there's plenty of people who just like their team they'll watch casually and you know oh yeah i don't really know who the center of the browns wife is no actually i i don't know all that that's cool that you do that's weird but yeah that's good you know i think it's a little much to throw an entire category of women under the bus um you know of course we don't know your specific situation and your specific um relationship but uh my short answer is no they're not overrated i don't know man i it's that's a tough question to answer because it depends on what your what your standards are it's it's up to your standards because on like i don't think anybody's overrated per se oh i think like, plenty of people are overrated but I, I like to judge people as they come because if you start generalizing people, that's how you get into weird territory to like all furries are fucking. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean specific people overrated. Taylor Swift. You don't know her. 
She could be the shit. <laughs> it's it's so. I mean, if you want to generalize and say nerd girls, I would say no. But you would also need to find somebody you fit in with, right? Because I've met plenty of girls who call themselves nerds who have weird social issues, weird health problems, yeah. all kinds of shit. And it's to me versus a normal girl, I would say, yes, this person is overrated. They yeah. Have, they have 10 kinds of incurable diseases. Oh, man. And they can't, there's nothing that I can do to help them. Oh, and they're clinically depressed. So, uh, Chet and I are really lucky in that. When we started going to conventions, we kind of met a bunch of normal ass people. <laughs> yeah. And slowly people people were introduced into the group that were weird. Yeah. Like or had weird kind of issues. First it was like, okay, this guy's probably an alcoholic. Okay, he's definitely an alcoholic. Yeah. But we can deal with that. He's chill uh when he's not drunk. He's but, an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> he's an alcoholic. So it's Eventually, when newer people started to come into our social circle, it was like, yo, this person, this person legitimately cried because of the thing that I said to them. But that was a joke. Nerds traditionally are a group of outcasts. So you're going to get some some pretty strange people rolling around, rolling in uh, nerd groups. Uh, so you, you find a lot of isms and uh, a lot of diagnoses uh, yeah. involved. This, this is that which is not to to detract that that isn't to badmouth any people who have these a lot of that stuff is genetic just handle your issues don't let your issues handle you yeah and don't make it your fucking identity yeah and this is a, the the crowd the anime crowd especially they love to identify oh my god <laughs> this is like a, this is the gender pronoun click yeah these are the people that you know it's Hey, I am a Starfire. I'm Zim Zer. I have clinical I'm depression. Not, I'm not <laughs> calling you any of that shit. And that's that's another thing that I fucking hate, man. It's it's people who make their identity, like whatever they identify themselves as, their identity. Yeah. So when they introduce themselves to you, hey, I'm a gender. I'm genderqueer. I'm I go by Zimzer or whatever. And I don't know if this this is part of the, one of the episodes that made it to air, but I don't think so. I in the past I've said this. So forgive me if if I'm repeating myself, but pronouns don't make a difference when I'm talking to you. Hey. I don't fucking care. Look. If you're trans, you're trans. I will call you by whatever your preferred gender pronoun is. Because out of respect. Sure. Because life is about respecting each other until you give me a reason to disrespect you. <laughs> Once you give me your gender pronoun, okay. All right. I'll call you by that gender pronoun. But I'm sticking to him or her. Not, I'm not, I'll call you they if if I'm telling a story where gender isn't an issue. Sure. Where it doesn't matter. Like, oh, this person did that. This person, they did this. They did that. All right. So whatever. Mm. But if you're telling me to call you as a singular person, they, no. I'm not, I'm either going to refer to you by name yeah, or I'm going to say him or her. Yeah, it's, that. that's what I'm still not quite on board with. I, I'm sure I would change my tune if I met someone who I was close with that was a gender or preferred they, them pronouns 
I've never met any Zinzerd, any of those other made up ones. It's just clunky to me. And I, I a lot of communication is just about efficiency. That's why we use acronyms so much when texting. Yeah. Like and if, you, think... if you make this stuff harder for a lot of people, you're going to lose some people along, <laughs> along the way. Again, not to disrespect the people who do that. I just haven't come across it myself. And I don't, I don't know. It, it's a strange concept to me. I've yet to really like absorb that one. Trans people, yeah, y'all, y'all, I'll let y'all cook. I don't, yeah, I don't do your thing. I don't care. It's, well, I do care. He I, cares. I do care. He cares enough to respect you. I, exactly. So, one, one of the things that I think is prevalent in anime communities is that you're meeting people for the first time and everybody wants to make friends. Yeah. It's like going to college. Everybody wants to be friends. Right. Until they don't. So, <laughs> yeah. as you can probably tell, Chet and I have not mastered the art of not rambling. We like to talk. You can call us at 413-SAVAGE-1. Savage. Shoot us an email at askrnh at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at X Real Nerd Hours. <laughs> and uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode.